All right, welcome to Fright Central. I'm Doc, and I'm back here again with Keck. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right, man. What's going on with you? Uh, not much. I think this is just going to be our news-heavy uh, episode since we didn't do a news uh, episode last week. I mean, I did watch all three of the Fear Street movies. I don't know if you were able to. Uh, uh, get a chance yeah, to I got, those. I got them all. I was with, like, I was hanging out with a few people, and they had already seen all of them. And I mean, they told me that they were like really good. I just didn't want to like make them like rewatch everything with me. Um, I have them all, and I plan to watch them over the next couple of days. Yeah, I mean, I they were really help us now, but I, I heard, yeah. I heard pretty decent things. Yeah, I would say they're okay. They're, I mean, maybe worth a watch. I like how it's like three movies and they were all kind of tied to together i mean they were all tied together it was one huge story and i like how they dropped them week to week and yeah uh, yeah so i thought that was neat and then uh me and a couple of friends that i do like horror stuff with out here in la uh there was a pop-up in uh on melrose where they did like a, a haunted like walkthrough and it was like designed like a video store so you went in and you like they had the old uh you know box computers like you would sign up uh for for like a rental uh membership yeah and they had us like put in our emails and stuff and they gave us a little rental card and we got a tote bag at the end and uh because but they we gave them our email because they had like cameras set up uh, that were uh, that they sent us like a couple pictures and uh so you basically walk through this little like video store and then there's like a couple scenes from each of the movie and then like it was it was real short but but and i but it was free so it was like and we got some free shit so whatever it was a, cool. and it was running from like um july 9th i think and it was like every day for a few hours and then on, on the weekend i think it was like six or seven hours but like they were like you like when I, we went on sunday like it was already like they weren't allowing any more people in at like 11 30 and it was like only open like one to eight. They were like giving out wristbands and telling people to come back at like certain times. Like, and we had like waiting like this long ass line. I don't think it was worth so, the wait. Like, they stopped was... letting people in like before noon. Yeah, but like it didn't even open to one. And they were like already like, nah, it's, we're already at capacity for the entire day. <laughs> and like I had friends like drove from the valley on they came down Friday because we were going to try to go like later at night and they were like nah like people had been here at like 3 30 in the afternoon because it didn't open to like I oh, know I guess it opened at um I think it opened at like three and they said people were there like all morning like Friday like getting in line for that shit and it was just yeah like, your friend should probably like call their like anticipated there was there was no like phone number to call it was just like a pop-up there was like no advertising the only way I found out was because there was like I just happened to stop at a stop uh, at a stoplight and look over and there was like a building under construction and there was a poster and I thought it was posted for the movie but then I saw like it was there was like an address and stuff and then there was like a few dates and I was like let me go home and look this up and like and then as soon as I had like shared it to one of my friends they're like yeah we didn't hear about this either then they said they saw like some tiktok video that blew up and like that's how everyone heard about it well i've i've never i've never actually watched anything on tiktok before i just feel like i can't yeah i mean i see whatever videos people post through facebook but like i'm not on tiktok like so but i, I think it's just the new vine which i never paid attention to anyways uh before so like it, it's not really like there's too much new social media stuff that i don't really pay attention to i mean i should especially if i'm doing this podcast i should start uh you know promoting it more but i mean we'll get around to it at one point yeah i really don't even know like what instagram is to be honest with you it's like, like I, facebook but with just pictures 
Yeah, I don't know. Miner yeah. says he gets like all his news from there. Like he's like, oh, I get all my news from Instagram, where other people post like their sick fuck shit, and like uh. that's how he gets his news. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bro, I gotta tell you, like that's like what they're saying is like kind of wrong with the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, yeah. Over. So on the news front, um, Tarantino on one of his many appearances uh recently because he's promoting the the uh once upon a time in hollywood uh book that he has out which i hear is different than the movie and is uh, and is really good but uh on his tour he uh one of the i forget which one i heard it on because he's been doing so many interviews lately but uh, i didn't know he had a book yeah he uh he he basically adapted the uh screenplay for the movie but he you know expanded a lot of characters and stuff like that and i and it's been getting really good reviews so i saw him um recently on uh he was oh he was a bill morris first guest um was he not talking about the book i don't i I just remember like bill maher was giving him a hard time about retiring Oh, and yeah. like they talked about like a lot of different things like he talked about like how he they were talking about like the possible remake of reservoir dogs or something like that and yeah. like how tarantino like bill Maher just brought this up out of his ass he's like well what if you made uh, you know re- remade reservoir dogs don't you think you could have made it like even like like a hundred times better or something than fucking Tarantino was like, it's funny you mentioned that. I was thinking about like my finale was remaking Reservoir Dogs, but that's like, I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe I just start like thinking about that because I didn't know Quentin Tarantino was retiring. So in he's my been talking opinion, about like, it for years. Like I want to, he's like, I, I want to do anything he says. Like I watch his movies yeah. and like, I don't pay attention to him at all because I find him like kind of eccentric. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, and, he's really fascinating. If you want like to get really into like deep dive, like, movies and horror movies and stuff like that like listen to some like uh, of his podcast where he's just talking to somebody else about like movies and shit like that like his yeah. memory is so fucking good i have like, noticed unbelievable he, like, does, <laughs> seem, he does seem to kind of capture things in his mind pretty fucking well yeah like yeah he he and he's able to like like relive the experience like with a lot of detail when he does talk about it. but yeah, yeah. I, I it's weird i don't remember him mentioning that he had a book yeah um i maybe i just like zoned out and didn't hear that part um but uh yeah i didn't know that so he's got a book yeah he's got a book but uh while he was promoting the book he was all he also had mentioned that he had bought the vista theater uh in in, um on sunset and los Feliz. it's like a historic uh theater over here in la and uh he already owns the new beverly and uh, now he just bought the uh, Vista and he, and he says they're going to make some like renovations, but the, he wants to keep it like 35 millimeter. Uh, it's still going to show new movies, but they are going to have like some independence thing. It's not going to be the same thing as the new Bev because the new Beverly just plays like, you know, classic older films, all 35 yeah. millimeter and stuff like that. Uh, this one's still going to play some new movies and stuff like that. So uh, I think they plan on opening it uh, next year. Yeah, because they just they just reopened the new Bev. Actually, I don't even know if they've reopened the new Bev yet. I haven't looked, but because I, I just saw that they were uh, that the new Beverly was hiring uh, recently, so I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, this when this Vista's would be a good up. time to do renovations and things like that. Like if you had some downtime, like you know, what I mean, like 
things are still like pretty fucked up, especially in like Southern California right now. So, I mean, this is a good time to do those types of renovations. Open fresh next year. Hope for a good turnout. Yeah. Speaking of renovations, AMC really has bounced back from their uh, um, bankruptcy recently because they are in, they've just um, bought out the Pacific Grove which is a really popular theater over here and the Americana theaters in Glendale, uh, which are two of the biggest theaters. They were both owned by uh, Pacific. You know, they were, you know, the Pacific theater group that went completely under, you know, they, they went belly up completely. So all those theaters are available now. And so they've just uh, announced a deal this past week um, that they are, they are buying it out and they're going to open it, open it up next week. Uh, sorry, not next week, next month. I think like end of August and they said it's going to um, they're doing renovations as well. And they're going to include, uh, they're going to add like IMAX theaters into both of those. Cause that's I mean, like that's one of the cool. biggest ones. I, I would have, I would have rather them not do that. Like yeah. I would have rather them remain independent. Like I really don't like that AMC is able to do shit like that. Well, I mean, Pacific um, is, was, was a chain as well, but yeah, I would have liked them to be like an independent, like yeah, but I exactly the, yeah. I just think the more the merrier, like the more competition to like have a better setting to view film in, like the better, you know. What I mean, like I don't like the monopoly AMC has on everything. However, I am glad that they bounced back. Like I was never voting for them to fail. Yeah. I was saying if they did fail, it would be kind of cool if like um movie theaters came became like entrepreneurial again where like there'd be like mom and pop theaters yeah like, that's what i was hoping for the, I, you know because i never thought that the theater was going to die i just thought amc was going to die and i was m- trying to make the point that if amc died then like m- the theaters would still live on and it might be kind of like cool to see what happened at that point um but now that they did bounce back like that's cool but they bounced back due to like some fucking crazy ass shit like that whole thing that happened on with the reddit Reddit uh yeah yeah this is like some like unprecedented like to the markets type shit like i like i don't know man like this is like making a deal with cthulhu or something like that to like (laughs) (laughs) come back because they were done they were fucking like things had gone like as bad as they could possibly yeah i thought they were gonna like i didn't think they were gonna go like completely away like pacific theaters did but i thought they were gonna have to sell off like a lot of their uh a lot of their theaters like i i did not think that they were going to come back in force as they were and it seems like they've pretty much like recovered everything they had lost and they're actually now gaining ground yeah. which is just fucking nuts yeah. like compared to where they were like that yeah like this time like last year and even past that like last like november like you know what i mean like they were talking about like folding up at by the end of the year yeah like i had heard that before the end of december like amc was pretty much gonna announce that they're going to have to liquidate and like not only was i wrong like some crazy fucking ass shit happened and now they're back badder than ever which is just ridiculous to me but hey that's cool 
Yeah, I mean, the, the Pacific one is actually really close <clears throat> to me, and uh, it's great that they're going to put an IMAX theater there so I don't have to, like, you know, hop on the train to go up to uh, Universal because that's the closest IMAX for me. Yeah, um, I mean, well, that's what's most important is that it's, that, Yeah, <laughs> I could just ride my bike over there yeah. or, or hop on one of them scooters if I wanted to. Like, Ultimately, that's what it comes down yeah, that, that's to. Yeah, and, and, and I don't have to pay extra because I already have that AMC Stubbs deal. So, like, another another uh, AMC for me, like, I'm happy with that. Like, <laughs> Every, Everything's looking up, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's all I got for the... Uh, for the news uh those were just the two main ones i mean i'm there's obviously plenty of other ones but i really wanted to get to our main story tonight which is the frank darren versus amc settlement that was just announced on friday yeah which again um doesn't seem like it's gotten the type of coverage that i thought it was going to get uh being that it was such a large settlement but why don't you uh talk about like what actually happened well, should we start at the uh, beginning or uh, start at the end? Well, uh, do you want me to just like maybe like just read a random email like every like 10 minutes while we're doing the past? <laughs> I mean, that might work out well. Like just start it off in his words. Let's just start it off in his words. OK, well, no, why don't we just start off with like <laughs> no, I'm just no, saying let's go. Let's go back. We're going to start oh. with uh in case people don't know, Frank Darenbont was the one who had he had originally brought the uh, he had found the comic book, like hit up Kirkman. Kirkman was uh, really excited to do it. They brought it to NBC, I believe, first, and then they had uh, declined, and then he brought it to AMC. So like he was heavily involved. Like they had like uh, you know contracts and stuff, and. Uh, there was a lot of problems that went on from there. <laughs> well, I think most, I think most fans of The Walking Dead kind of like know, even if like they don't follow like behind the scenes stuff. I think most people know um, who he is and like what he meant to. I mean, he's the one that created the show. He's the one that brought the show to AMC. Yes, he's yeah. the ones that he he. I mean, if it wasn't for him, this would have never come together and um let's just start off this is when things started to kind of go downhill i'm just gonna lead off with this okay well yeah let, 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 well let's get some context <laughs> to this like he uh was starting to have some problems with uh the writers and the producers of amc so there were some emails that he sent out to uh you know that that are now online and are available because he started just, this lawsuit his like words 2013. Really set the, yeah. The, his words really just explain what's going on better than anything else. So yeah, there were obviously he made what I thought was a very impressive first season. Yes. Um I had already I was already on my thing of saying before The Walking Dead, I was like, you know, I think the zombie thing is being played out. Like I had heard that they were gonna start this show. I learned a little bit because people had told me they're like yeah this is going to be different man they were like you should check this out like there's these graphic novels and like they're very impressive and um people had told me dude you know the guy that did Shawshank is doing it and I was like 
oh really and they're like yeah like it's a small first season it's only going to be six episodes like you really i think you should give it a shot i think you like it and i watched it and i did like it um i thought the first season of walking dead was like executed really well and they didn't have like a lot of huge names or anything like that so like like I wasn't sure what to expect, but I, I really, really liked it. Um, I thought it was like a well-told story. Um, you know, uh, they didn't hold your hand. Like they didn't explain everything, but like, that's like exactly what I was looking for. And the characters were very well written and like everybody just seemed to like come together. And I really liked how, you know, I really liked how they did the jump. Like when, you know, Oh, I, we already talked about the walking dead. So, I'm not going to go too into it. The, the bottom line is to make a long story much shorter. I really liked the first season. Yes. I, I, I liked the Darren Baum season. And after the first season, you could tell that like something happened. Like, <laughs> yeah. You, like you could quickly tell if you were not following what was going on behind the scenes with AMC just by Jesus just by just sorry about um, there? <laughs> just by um just by watching this um you know you could tell that like something major had transpired and it was not for the better so before continuing on this is right while the second season was starting to uh, go under um, initial filming, okay? Yeah, I think they were in pre-production at the time yeah. when his first email came out. Because the, yeah. the show came out in 2010, so this was like July 2010, his first email. I, yeah, I just yeah. want to – yes, this was June 14th. Oh, June, sorry, yeah. Uh, 2011 at 10:39 p.m. and the email is addressed to Gail and Heard and others. Okay, and it just starts off like really eloquent, guys and girls. I am in a state of absolutely boiling rage right now. <laughs> I just I just kept Denise on the phone for 20 minutes, making her listen to me scream. I hope she conveys to you what the tenor of it, because you need to grasp my fury. I have been, I have never been a screamer, but I am now. The work being done on this episode has turned me into one. Congratulations. You all accomplished what I thought was impossible. You've turned me into a raging asshole. Thanks a lot, you fuckers. Now, <laughs> let me just say before like getting any more into it, like that is like one of the more tame coherent and like reasonable emails that's not even the like full email too there's still yeah. more <laughs> oh yeah i'm just saying yeah. like that is like starting off like that is like basically like one of the more composed and reasonable non-hostile emails that he wrote you know what I mean? So, like, I, I think, um, you know, uh, we could just go from there. But, you don't um, want to just read the next part where it says, everybody, especially our directors, better wake the fuck up and pay attention or I will start killing people and throwing bodies out the door. Well, I'm looking at I'm looking at two. I don't think we're both looking at. No, this is the exact s- thing. this is the same email. 
fuck all you for giving me chest pains because of the staggering fucking incompetence, blindness to the important beats, and to, and the beyond arrogant lack of regard for what is written being uh, exhibited on set every day. I desire better than a heart attack because people are too stupid to read a script and understand the words. Does anybody disagree with me? Then join the C-cam operator and go find another job that doesn't involve deliberately fucking up my show scene by scene. That's the full yeah. email. I that, will post the, uh, this is from variety.com. I will post this to the Facebook and, and to the link uh, of the show as well. Yeah. Well, the next, the next one I have is um, in uh, like a little over a month later, it's to a man named Ben Davis. And that's, um, that's actually back in time because that's July 21st, 2010. Yeah. The email that you just read is from June 14th, 2011. Yeah. So, uh, for oh, yeah, I see. I don't know why they posted it that way. Yeah, either. I'm not. They didn't. I just uh, saw that as well. <laughs> the, uh, they didn't post it in the correct order. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm. Let I'm me now. Let me look at the the other emails and make sure like that's the only one that was kind of out of place. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, no, actually, so the, the next the next email I have after that one actually is a day earlier. That's uh, June. 13th not the 14th um and yeah but i mean like the other the like the second one's like a year before the other one at least is only like a day you know what i mean yeah, it's like it's not... i'm just not sure why they didn't put the emails in like chronological order or yeah. numerical order you know what i mean like that's... so that was actually the third email that we just read <laughs> yeah um well at least, Basically, at least what they uh, released. <laughs> Who knows if there's other ones? Yeah, I mean, though, I'm looking at the the one that was a year earlier in 2010 to a man named Ben Davis. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's actually, yeah, I mean, it's we shouldn't have read that one first because yeah, this is a year earlier. And to this man on Ben Davis on July 21st, 2010, it's after midnight. It says it's. <laughs> Well, yeah, they they kept like very detailed records. Yeah. You know, this obviously was involved in the court case. It said, "Please stop invoking the writers' room. There is is capitalized no writers' room, which you all know as well as I do. I am the writers' room. The fucking assholes, lazy <laughs> fucking assholes, the, la <laughs> excuse me, the lazy fucking assholes who were supposedly going to be my showrunners threw that responsibility on me after wasting five months of my time." If it were up to me, I'd have only fired who's no, that? I'd, I'd have not only fired Chick Eagles and Jack Lagunsi when they handed me the worst episode three script imaginable. Yeah, I'd have hunted them down and fucking killed them with a brick. That's very, very specific. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then gone and burned their down their homes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, and then he goes, I haven't been spoken to those worthless, talentless hack sons of bitches since the third draft was phoned in after five months of all their big talk and promises that they dig deep and have my back covered. They didn't have my back. They rammed knives into it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, go, it, go, it goes on professional yeah. truth. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not going, I'm not going to like. Yeah, I'll post, I'll post all these scripts so we can like, I mean, all the uh, emails. <laughs> there's, there's at least two other, no, I, I see one other email. Yeah, on, my, I mean, on my notes yeah there there are there 
no, don't get me wrong. Like I read through like some more of these, like a lot of the time he is being professional yeah. and he is just expressing like, I, I, I just want to be clear because people have made like um, a really big deal over these emails, which they should, because he basically does go into psychotic rants yeah. where, you know, I'm sorry, like, I don't care what the fuck was going on set. Like you're not supposed to be talking to your people like this. Like, if you have like a fucking that big of a problem, like you need to sit down with the money people and you need to say like, look, I'm giving you an ultimatum. It's them or me. Like if you have that big of a problem, like he's like, he goes into like psychotic rants multiple times. Now there are like, you know, he obviously emailed bad people every single day in yeah. that business. And I'm going to say probably like 99% of his emails were like professional, like not talking about killing human being emails. But the ones where he did talk about killing human beings were like really detailed and disturbing. So, I mean, as much as like, you know, I want to, uh, you know, kind of like bash AMC for what they did. And we'll get into that in a minute. He's got a bear. You're not supposed to fucking act <laughs> no. like, that. like that. I'm sorry. That is grounds for termination. Yeah. Like, you know, absolutely. I mean? like yeah. you know, like I don't care what he says or how upset they had gotten him. If he was like that upset, he could have apologized and come back and like been like, look, um, I got really upset. I'm now under psychiatric supervision on medication. Um, I want to make it clear that I don't plan to go to your house and like murder you and rape your wife and then burn you all alive. Oh, um, he like, said rape your wife he, anywhere. He, I, I threw in the rape your wife. Yeah. But like, bro, he really, he really, he did talk. There is something he where he talked about burning people. Well, you know, he said and I would. Their homes he and, said I. Well, we just read it. He said I would kill them with a brick and then go burn their homes. Yeah, and, and like, killing them with a brick, you know, bashing yeah. them with skull <laughs> and then burning their homes so that like not only are they dead, but everything they've ever had is now wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah. Like that guy from Glory talking about burning this town. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, what I mean, like he absolutely lost it. Like you know, there's no, you know, I I don't know whether or not like. He, well, no, he wasn't justified to go on the psychotic rants. No, nothing, unless there's something that like never was like really um, talked about, like nothing that ever came out that AMC was like doing to him, like behind the scenes. Like if unless there's something we we really don't know about that, like you know they were doing to him that was just so fucked up, like. I, I just can't imagine what that could possibly be to lose your shit that hardcore. So um, he got fired yes. after that. And after a lot of, um, apparently he was also like holding up, like um, turning his writing and he, he was like trying to hold up the project because he was so displeased with the work. So on top of that, the emails and, you know, all the other drama that was on, they, uh, AMC decided to part ways with him. And this was early in, we're now 
were episodes from season two airing while he was still actively employed or did this happen after only a few episodes had been created and before season two even aired Do you uh, know that, that july 10th one is definitely like pre-production of season two but those 2011 ones uh they definitely sound like uh, i don't know because it said like the episode three script that'd be episode three of season two that he was yeah. involved in so yeah, yeah I, I definitely think that was still pre-production it sounded like and because i mean some of them go on and they're talking about actually shooting like some of the emails talk about the oh like we have to reshoot all of this this is fucking shit like yeah like yeah so i heard you mentioning like one scene with uh with shane he he yeah. like refers to his character he's like one scene with shane like blah 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 like this is bullshit and he talks about like there being like a little bit of it that's salvageable but he's like i want to be clear it's like very minuscule like there's a very few shots out of this whole thing that we can use like he's talking about needing to reshoot the entire episode and like all all kinds of crap so anyway yeah so they parted with him right around the time that season two was coming out with fresh episodes and i guess they parted with him in terms of like actually producing those episodes i think it was within the first five or six episodes is when he so he that was be i think season two was 14 episodes so before half the episodes were produced he was out like he had been pretty much terminated and exiled yeah so, and the lawsuit was basically over like what he is owed and you know because like a lot of times like it's not just like you're you're paid to do that job like since he brought it to them he yeah, gets, I mean, that's he gets all the, the back yeah. he gets all the back end uh stuff so he was suing them because he was like hey you guys have undersold this like the, this is in my contract you've completely undersold this to me you guys owe me fucking money yeah so he was originally yeah, he, suing where he he completely created this like yeah the, the graphic novels existed but he was like pretty much solely responsible for the adaptation of yes yes he actually in the individually called up certain actors like um i can't he, he played dale in the show yeah yeah I'm not sure yeah this isn't like, a this isn't a case of amc uh yeah, getting the show and yeah, calling like, this is not an amc yeah. original like he not well, only, i mean like, it, it's created, it's technically an amc but it's not like something what AMC i'm saying exactly yeah, he went yeah. to them he pitched yeah. them his own fresh idea and yeah. he had already individually without getting like any kind of like green light for AMC or anything he had already started scouting out and contacting actors that he had worked with before so he was bringing AMC like his own idea and like pitching to them like I already have like these guys interested in the project yeah so like you know he brought everything to amc like this like landed on amc's lap you know what i mean like yeah. this wasn't like amc like going out and saying like you know let's find some talent let's ask somebody to like look at no nah, it, it, it's not it wasn't like Mad Men. like yeah. this was like dead up like all his shit so he was obviously owed like a great debt but the lawsuit so this is season two so we're talking about this is 
the year's 2011. Yeah. And the lawsuit does not, and that's when they sever ties with him. It was during the second season, mm-hmm. uh, almost halfway through. So he's out halfway through the second season. Yeah, I believe he's still and credited he, for that uh, whole season, but yeah, he's, he's still he's credited for the whole point. season, yeah. but he was not there for the whole season. No. So, um, and you could drastically tell that as a viewer. Like, um, like I said earlier, you don't need to be following like what's going on, like behind the scenes, like, you know, you don't have to be following their production. Like you could tell that from season one to two, um, there was some substantial time wasting, I would say would be the best way I could describe it, (laughs) where you literally just paid a bunch of actors to like, like guys, like we really, like bro, we only got like six episodes. Like, why don't you guys just like walk through the woods humming for a while or something like that? Like, let's see if one of you accidentally gets shot by a hunter. Like, it was just, you know, it was just really, it, it was just tons of like filler episodes that did not advance the plot. Um, the the special effects, the suspense and horror that you kind of felt in season one was just absolutely absent completely. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I never felt like the special effects really took a dip. Like, and all the zombie stuff always looked great to me, and the kills always looked great. It was like I was just I was talking about the suspense and yeah, the yeah. Well, you had said the special like, effects, so. I would, well, I meant like sort of like the overall effect of the show. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It made you feel from season one to season two. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I'm not I, I'm not talking about like CGI or anything like that because like there wasn't a whole lot of CGI. Uh, that, that's one thing I sort of liked a lot about The Walking Dead uh, early on, at least. There, there wasn't a lot of CGI. But there still really is. I mean, just like the gunshots uh you know and some of the blood but most of it is all like practical like like that shot that they did in season uh, yeah it was still the first season i believe um the season when they're uh supposed to be in downtown atlanta when he goes into the tank like I thought that was really impressive. All those extras and stuff like that, the army of zombies that they created in that set. Like I, I thought that was like fucking amazing. Like that was one of the things I really, I, with the zombie show, I just assumed you were going to see like a lot of CGI, a lot of like wild special effects and stuff like that. And that was something I always like, kind of like respected about that but anyway so season two start to run on you could tell that like something had happened and then he was gone and yeah. then so 2013 what happens 2013 the lawsuit he well, the first the he, well, that was his first lawsuit and yeah. i get and like halfway through like um the i guess you know like pre-trials and stuff like that the judge had ruled in favor of darren bont so yeah. AMC went and fired all their, their lawyers and, re, and hired new lawyers uh, like halfway through. Uh, oh, to, let me also mention that it's not just Darren Bond, it's Darren Bond and his agency, CAA, which is a creative artist agency. So it's and, like and it's him, him and his agency. AMC, like, yeah. They fired all their lawyers and they fired all their writers, right? 
<laughs> like they pretty much like got rid of him and like the people he brought in. So yeah, AMC did a full on motherfucking house cleaning. Got yeah, it seemed the like the showrunners showrunners left. Like I mean, yeah. that happens all the time, but like. But it was case. a mass exodus. Yeah. Um, actors were asking to be killed off. Yeah, like they didn't want to be part of the project anymore. Even though, like, the first season with them was a huge success. You know, um, you know, it, they were picking up a lot of traction. Um, more than one actor asked to be killed off from a hit show because you know, um, the situation there was just so toxic. I should point out too. One of the main things that really fucking pissed him off and, you know, he's sending out all these emails to everybody was um, that AMC. Now, season one was only six episodes. AMC had told him they want the second season to contain 14 episodes, but they said they wanted him to keep the constraints to the same budget he had in season one, which was only six episodes. Yeah. That is fucking crazy. I've never heard of anything like well, that's that. That's why the whole season takes place at a farm. Because they yeah. had no money and, to go anywhere else. No, if AMC had <laughs> said to him, like, look, we really, really liked what you did with season one. We're having a little bit trouble, like, getting the money. Like, we really think this thing could take off. And, you know, you could do eight or nine seasons of it. Like, we, we believe in the show. Now... For season two, can you maybe stretch this an episode or even two and make it a full eight episode season on the same budget? Do you yeah, think that's what you, I was gonna say. Like maybe do eight episodes on the same budget. <laughs> that would be, might that be possible. Be like yeah, and th- that would still be pissy because you're asking for two more fucking episodes. Yeah, you know these are forty five minute episodes, so that would be that would be tight. I would be very uh, unhappy if AMC asked me to do that, but I would say you know what. If, you know, you guys think that the show is going to pick up traction and you believe that we're going to have the money to keep going later on. All right. Yeah, I can work that out. That's within reason. They were like, nah, we want more than double what you did last season. And we're not giving you a fucking dollar more. Yeah. I mean, shit, I guess that is enough to drive somebody fucking crazy. Like, you still shouldn't talk about, like, murdering everyone. Yeah, th- like, not, not only that, but then you hire all these, like, incompetent people that, like, can't read his yeah. scripts or understand, like, their basic craft. That, like, Yeah, he, he was he was uh, saying, like, these are the most amateur people I've ever worked yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, he definitely didn't hire those writers for season yeah, two. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, no, yeah. I mean, they, see, they, I, I'm pretty sure he did, um, I'm pretty sure he probably wrote uh, probably him and somebody else. I'd have to look at the credits to see who else did uh, season one. But like, you could tell like that that same process wasn't there for season two. It was like yeah, I, I read a couple of pages of emails that he wrote that were completely professional and coherent and like yeah. not hostile at all. Where he was basically like asking questions. See, like all the nasty emails that got all the attention. Like when they were trying to justify firing him. AMC didn't release like all the emails where he's like asking questions like what the hell is going on here like 
they're bringing me people that seem like this is their first ever fucking job in the business. Like, you know, they're totally incompetent. They don't know what's going on. Like there's fucking dozens of emails where he's like writing to executives, like saying like, I don't understand this, like what's going on, like trying to be reasonable. And like, he just slowly loses (laughs) his mind, like Jack Torrance in the shining. And, uh, you know, but, um, so in 2013, that's when he fired, filed the, big lawsuit no i think that's just the first that was just like the first lawsuit first lawsuit but wasn't the first lawsuit wasn't he claiming um well i guess as it went on it dragged out because you know um where we were now where we are to this day uh he was seeking 300 million dollars yeah so more than a quarter billion dollars is what he thought he was owed so it wouldn't have been that much back then in 2013 because they were only in what is it the third or fourth season at that time probably probably would have been about third all third third or fourth i think fourth season yeah well i found a link to the original suit and like uh it's he was alleging that the cable channel breached his contract and deprived him of tens of millions of dollars in profits from the series by making a sweetheart deal licensing the show to itself yeah, uh, there's a whole nother article off the post about how, how like licensing and stuff has changed over the years. Like, well, uh, that's a whole nother fucking thing I can't even go through. From I, what I haven't you read know it. now, do you think the lawsuit was valid, correct? Because oh, I oh absolutely. Well, yeah. And AMC knew that they were wrong the entire yeah. time. Um, you know, nobody could, you know, get away with doing this and like not like get that. Like, I mean, he pretty much like has in writing like what they were asking him to do. So it, it's hard to like dispute that. Um, they knew that they were wrong the entire time. The, now, what I the point I was trying to make, I just want to make it clear. I don't think AMC was necessarily wrong for firing him, but like oh, yeah. definitely wrong for withholding. Yeah, the uh, the original suit. The original suit uh, says the suit says that as of September 2012, two years after the premiere, AMC, which both produces and airs *Walking Dead*, claimed the show was running a deficit of 49 million. An alleged sweetheart deal between the network and its production arm is clearly designed to ensure that Darabont and CAA, his uh, agency, never see that first dollar, because they make money off of like you know. you know, if like they were to sell it to Netflix, he, he'd make money off of that. So since they're selling it to, to themselves, yeah, he, it's, he, it, wouldn't, that, it, he wouldn't make the money. Real unseemly. Yeah. That's it, it, really, yeah. really unseemly. That's like real dirty fucking business. Like, you know what I mean? That's very, very unethical. I mean, that's, um, I mean, it happens all the time now, more, more nowadays. Now there's more and more streaming services out there where they yeah. just sell it to themselves. But like, that's something like, in their contract normally these days were like i guess it's, it'd be a little bit different but back then it was like they kind of he expects that residual off of like selling it to a network yeah. or something like that and that's what the original lawsuit was about and then it expanded from there in 2018 where he was uh trying he was suing them for 300 million 
I yeah, that's was, when I next heard yeah, about it. Yeah. Was I heard about it back in 2013. And I, I think we should mention um, before going any further into this, um, because you're the one that like had told me um, apparently in 2013 when he fired, filed the first lawsuit and basically said, I'm going after AMC. I'm in this for the long haul. Like, you know, uh, we're we're seeking, you know, compensation here. Um, you had said that 2013 is the last time he was really accredited with anything of note that he was like doing in the business. Um, didn't you say like in 2013, he like had made like a few episodes of a television show or something? Like yeah, that? According, I was just looking at his IMDb credits and like he really didn't have like he had like one project that came out in 2013. And then, like, there was, there had been, like, nothing that, since. I think he has, like, course. one coming up, but, like, that's, like, almost 10 years of, like, yeah. doing nothing but just suing names. Well, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. And that's why I wanted to open up with the in his words like i want to start off the podcast yeah. and basically just say like i am in a state of absolute boiling rage yeah like that just says everything you need to know i mean i'll give him one thing those emails were very honest on his part and yeah. uh you know that's what he did from 2013 2014 2015 and this is when uh walking dead was like in its peak yeah. you know i mean it was getting tons of attention um i think i think at one point it was the top rated show in the country wasn't it yeah i believe so for, for uh, a number of uh, years yeah. and i think yeah their ratings were among the highest for like something like six years i think yeah that's like every time um, it would so come out it was doing is, massive numbers yeah and this wasn't i'm assuming if you're frank derenbaum and like in 2010 you're feeling absolute murderous rage five years later when the show is peaking you're probably not feeling any calmer no. So yeah. he was just letting his anger absolutely consume him in that time. And you're saying we fast forward to 2018. Well, let me see. And, let me tell you what the initial suit. Okay. I'll, I'll post this whole article so people can read through it. But yeah. uh, according this to the suit, this is, this, this is variety. This is from that? the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, okay. This that had a link uh, from I think from the, the variety. Um, uh, suit that had a link to the original lawsuit article and it says uh amc initially agreed contractually in september 2009 that the series would be produced by an unaffiliated studio such as lionsgate or warner brothers darren bond would receive as much as 12.5 percent of that entity's profit after standard industrial industry uh deductions then once he delivered the scripts that was the basis for the first six episodes. However, the suit alleges AMC decided to produce and broadcast the show in-house. Darabont's representatives at CAA uh, and the law firm agreed only after gaining assurances from AMC that Darabont would obtain uh, protections against improper self-dealing. The suit alleges these protections included a commitment by AMC to pay its studio an imputed license fee comparable to what the show would get if it was made by an independent studio talent lawyers typically ask for such assurances so like this was all like in the contract that was like oh hey you said you were going to do it through an independent and now you're going to do it through here but 
like since like we agree to that but we want the same amount as if you were to do it through a third studio uh or a third party studio and so like yeah he is absolutely in the right to do this almost and, seems like, like this was dirty business right from the start somehow yeah i mean like, not necessarily i mean they could be like hey we like instead of we like amc could have been like hey instead of letting like some other studio do this we're we're doing pretty well because i i believe breaking bad and Mad Men were already out at this time i don't remember what year uh, I, I think Mad Men was actually finished by this time yeah um, so I, I could be wrong about that yeah me yeah um, but uh so maybe they decided they were like hey we could probably make a lot more money if we did this all in-house yeah. which is perfectly fine and then they had come to an agreement with Darren they're like, hey, we'll still pay you what you would get if we were due to the third party. So like, that's all like understandable and completely, you know, legal to do it that way. But it was after they had fired him and they weren't giving him what like they had promised. That's when the problem. What he had in writing, yeah, exactly. Legally binding contract that had been reviewed by both sides. AMC just blatantly said like, we're not going to honor that. Yeah. Like, you know, like a European footballer and like, you know, uh, his uh, transfer agreement, you know what I mean? Like yeah. his contract to the club, how they're just like glorified autographs. Yeah. Isn't that what we used to say? Like, yeah, yeah it's basically like they just weaseled their way out of it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, he was pretty much like completely in the right. And AMC's defense was, is that he was like a disgruntled ex-employee kind of, yeah. um, who like was threatening everyone and uh created a toxic workplace and stuff like that but they had to know when he first filed this lawsuit um because i was reading a little apparently like he hired like a top-notch firm and of course amc had a good legal department and apparently these lawyers really like going after one another i was reading a little bit about that too like both sides were kind of out for blood but amc had to know that legally speaking he was going to get compensation at some point yeah like unless he unless what they were hoping that his boiling rage like gave him a heart attack and they were like let's just see if he dies in <laughs> then we don't have to pay him anything. In, in that case you know then it will fucking be a fucking legal thing with fucking cca and you know he is cca pretty much so like if anything we're gonna have to pay like a small fraction of what he was actually owed to a bunch of people that aren't as emotionally invested as he was yeah like that's like a positive i mean i don't mean to say like you know they should, but like, <laughs> if it like was me, i might i might have thought about that yeah. like you know what i mean he's out of his mind he's aging like he's you know obviously boiling rage he's not working anymore maybe he's home drinking depressed taking prescription pain pills <laughs> you know what i mean like let's just see if he dies in the next decade if he does great if he doesn't fine we'll fucking but, uh, like they're making enough off of like uh like walking dead by itself that they're not really hurting after the lawsuit anyway but i think that honestly i think they made a mistake by not settling years ago because then like it went from yeah. about like what 45 50 million to three 300 million and yeah, then they well, the eventually initial- settled yeah. For 143 is the offer that they made, correct? That, that was the that was the offer. that was the um that was after the 2018 lawsuit. I'm saying yeah. they should have 
they should have probably settled somewhere be- uh, between 2013 and the new lawsuit. Uh, you know, yeah, they should have had this all wrapped up like within yeah. like a year after the lawsuit. That the, like the when the judge had like agreed with Frank Darenbaugh and like instead of firing all your lawyers, you probably should have just settled at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you I, I don't know, but they, they probably didn't recognize the potential at that point. Well, yeah. or maybe they did. Maybe they knew it had a lot of potential and they were just like, I don't know. It seems like it could be reasonable that they thought he might have died. Or they, they <laughs> thought they were going to win this somehow. I don't know. It seemed like everything I've read seemed like it was pretty clear cut that like you guys maybe, made an agreement. Maybe they so. thought that they could bleed his resources. Oh, maybe just, where, yeah, like, where he, like he would settle for and, less. Yeah. yeah, he wouldn't be able to financially um, afford to keep the firm that he had been using against them and that they would just bleed through his resources. Yeah. But it seems like, I don't know, from what I was reading is like the firm he hired, like they seem to like, you know, pursue AMC like they were like big tobacco or something. Yeah. And like, you know, the lawyers were just like really out for blood. So like he hired the right people. Yeah. So like that was one thing. I'm just trying to think what AMC thought they could profit by dragging out the inevitable for so long so like you know he maybe he'll die that would be good for us um maybe like he just will lose heart and he'll settle for something you know meager and we can just be done with this because he's running out of money because we're not paying him what he's owed they can see he's not working so, yeah. I mean, that's obviously like, yeah, like we pretty much put him out of the business. Like he can't sleep at night. So, I mean, I, I got to say it's very unseemly what they, what they did. But like you said, it wasn't quite illegal. No. And yeah. it seemed like they were playing like dirty, unethical behavior to try to just like hope Not this pay problem yeah. left. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly, you know, some years later, they offered him 143 million. Correct? And that was in uh, that was in June. That was yeah. this, this past June. And then uh, it finally settled, and it was filed on Friday that they settled for 200 million to him and CAA plus residuals on and on walking dead and fear the walking dead it didn't mention the world the uh, world's end or world beyond or whatever the the other spinoff called yeah from uh, or any future spinoffs that i haven't read anything about those but i yeah. know those two mostly what i read is that the, in this 200 million first off um it should be known um as of right now, I'm not aware of AMC or Frank Darenbaum or his company like making any public comments about how they felt about the suit. It's well, been pretty hush. I haven't seen any comments. And I'm looking at the Variety article that I pulled up. And at the bottom of that, it says that there have been no official comments by either side. That was as of two days ago so i don't know if something but as far as i'm aware they haven't made like any like official comments about it yet but it from what i read it appears that um what they were saying is that in the 200 million settlement um it pretty much like buys him out of any future spinoffs that they yeah have. yeah they're they're, they're um, almost it's almost like a uh it's almost a settlement for what they owe him, plus like they're buying out, yeah, uh, like any his rights. right to sue yeah. them further. Yeah, yeah. 
It's, um, they, I think in the article I had read, it also included like he can't go out and like, you know, talk shit about like, uh, you know, um, AMC. Like he can't yeah, sue them again. An or NDA basically yeah. saying we're going to fucking pay you to do several things. First off, you can't sue us anymore. Like, you know, we're paying you out. You're going to get your royalties for The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. But any spinoffs or anything else we do with this, we are paying you to never, ever be able to have the right to sue us again. Yeah. At least, you know, based on based on this. So pretty much they were just this was the end all. And I saw there was an exception where if they had sold the rights to like say Netflix or something like that, then he would be entitled to something more. But they were basically trying to say like, we don't ever want to do this again. We want this to be over with. So like, here's, here's our settlement. Here's your royalties and anything we do from this point on, like you can't be a part of, you can't try to come after us. That was all in the $200 million lawsuit. And according to what I read, AMC is like, there's a lot of spinoffs that are going to come from this. Yeah. And still they more were saying them. like, and, and they're all about to kick off sometime in the next like 12 to 24 months or something like that. So what I was reading is that they actually, this was really a good move on their part to do this right here and now, because they're about to kick off so much stuff that, um, it said he could be him and his him and CCA could be CAA. Seeking, <laughs> I'm sorry, CCA um, could could be seeking tens or hundreds of millions of dollars more in the next 24 to 36 months. Yeah. So, I mean, this was like initially when you had first told me this, I was just like, Jesus Christ, that's almost a quarter billion dollars. Like, yeah. that's so fucking crazy. Like how, but like, no, it actually seems like AMC were just real fucking cocksucks and they actually this was like well played for them because yeah. it said that they've uh grossed something like 2.8 billion since this lawsuit now though that 2.8 billion was not all in profits but it does signify that this 200 million dollar settlement while it's going to sting them isn't really going to hurt them that much moving forward yeah, I remember uh, yesterday when we were talking about this, I had looked it up like how much they were making per episode just on yeah. commercials, and it was something like eight million an episode. But this, I mean, obviously this was back when like they were at their peak, but still like that whole like an entire season pretty much just paid for uh, for Frank Darabont to like you know go away. <laughs> like, 2.8 so, billion is what they've taken in yeah. since the start of the loss. So so like so, we said, um, like they didn't lose 200 million. They saved 100 million. 100 million, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it came down to. Yeah, yeah I, I could just see being in that room of great legal minds, like trying to explain this to the AMC executives that have been like real stingy all these years yeah. and been told out and dragging this thing out hoping to bleed him dry yeah. they, they were probably fueled with anger too and then like somebody just came up and explained it like real simply like look you guys got this all wrong we shouldn't see this as losing 200 million we should see this as saving 100 million 
Like, you know, I mean, this guy has us dead to rights. Like, you know, I mean, he's owed this shit. We're going to fuck him over even more because we have all this fucking spinoff shit about to go down. Let's just pay him. Let's save 100 million people and let's take it on in. You know what I mean? And I don't know. Yeah. Uh, at first, I thought AMC were trumps. And I was like, wow, you know, you guys really should have sold this mad years ago. And like you said, they should have. But this seems like it for what they have planned. This seems like it was a good move. Yeah. Like yeah. legally. It was a good move for everybody, really, because it's not like fucking he's losing out. He's getting paid $200 million, which I mean, I don't care how hard you work. I don't believe that anyone ever can work so hard in their lifetime where they're owed $200 million. But hey, it is what it is. He got it. That's that's the agreement that they uh, that they made. They they need to honor that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that 200 millions of like a lot uh, is is basically the residuals he would have made off the show, even if he like he had left on like good terms, like he could have left after two seasons and and like handed off to somebody else. He would have still made all that money. And that's what a lot of it comes down to is like, well, now it's like eight years later since I've started this. So if, if you add all, all add up all that money, that's that's what you owe me. So it's, yeah, I'm just kind of interested in what his day to day life was like in, <laughs> in that time. You we know, need, we I, need a we need a Netflix documentary uh, series just about this fucking trial. We need to reach out to his people and like ask if he could can, have can comment. We, like, can, can we no, buy the rights to to this trial? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well I, well, I guess it was no real trial, right? It was pretty much just litigation between like yeah. two two firms, and you know they just were making offers and counter offers and just bickering like among this with years and using a judge as an intermediary. There yeah. was there was jury never heard testimony, no, right? Yeah, like, no. never, you know, so it never escalated to that level. Um, I think there were some people. I I sort of feel like Darren Baum kind of wanted his day in court, to be honest with you, because I I think that he knew that he was in the right and he would have liked this. But and AMC were like they were kind of like given like a glimpse like yeah we're down to do that too you know like bring it motherfucker and then they just kind of did this and like i have a feeling that he's not satisfied and i'd really love to hear a comment from like his people about like what has been going on for the last eight years of his life yeah right. and like what it's been like for him because he hasn't worked i i, I kind of want to know like you know what i mean like what he did when he woke up in the morning until you know when he went to bed like you know was he like eating bowls of broken glass all day like i kind of like want to know like yeah. from the mind that produced shawshank redemption like you know i just i i kind of want to know that um but you know i don't know maybe we'll like find out about it like when he comments or you know um well, that's the I, thing i don't know if he's allowed to even like comment on i think he, i think he's allowed thing. to com- well i think he would be able to comment about like himself and not like talk direct like if he hasn't talked direct shit i'm not see that's yeah. something i'm not clear on so i don't yeah. want to spread false information i'm not sure if there was an nda 
in this settlement. So he might be able to talk as much shit as he wants, or he might be, you know, completely muzzled. I'm not, I'm not sure at this point, but I think he can come out and say like, whether or not he's satisfied with the decision, you know, I I think he can say that, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think even, I mean, it doesn't even matter if he's satisfied or not because he, like part of the agreement was that he can't, go back and sue them again so yeah. like if he came to that agreement he's he's obviously satisfied so yeah otherwise he'd be taking it to trial which was supposed to be next april apparently I, so. well i have to think like his lawyers over almost a decade of fucking litigation they had to want to get paid too because oh, like, you know definitely I mean? like the, big, the, the yeah. bigger the, the bigger the settlement i mean his legal team's taken probably taken home like 30 million dollars or something yeah they probably took a good like, chunk of that too yeah, <laughs> yeah this is like one this is going to be one of the largest well again that could be false information because i'm not sure exactly who he hired i know they were world class but like i'm going to assume that this is probably a 200 million dollar settlement is kind of like you know a dream settlement for a legal firm so i have to think that they had to be advising him to take the money you know it's definitely the biggest one that i've ever heard of at least in the industry in the industry in the the film industry yeah and Um, especially like award it to basically one person yeah yeah again his company his company name is on that but he is the company you know what i mean i don't i don't know if there were other named plaintiffs in this specific lawsuit other yeah. than well i don't know if that's his agency or if that's just his agents you know that go out and yeah. get him the work so yeah. he might not own that agency he might just be a part of that agency and they are you know since they're his agents you know they they, they uh, helped him you know with the deal originally yeah. so they're they're you know they get some compensation as well but uh we, we should mention though real quick before wrapping up on this um amc is still facing um lawsuits by at least two other people well that's what i was going to mention is oh, the other yeah. lawsuit uh that is still happening right now is uh with robert kirkman and yeah. uh i believe one of his other uh produ- executive producers they were suing them um, about, you know, profits and stuff like that. But the the most recent thing that I've read, I mean, the, the trial's still set for this fall or this, I think, November, I, I read. But uh, last year is the article I'm reading from uh, July 22nd, uh, 2020 from Deadline was that they had like a yeah, mini, that's what I mini, saw too. was like a mini trial and that they the judge actually favored to amc that that was like no like you've got paid what you were owed in your contract like so like so so far that like amc's winning that one even though they lost the other one so i mean even if amc win the one against kirkman they're they're not getting money from kirkman it's just like they won't have to pay him pay anymore yeah yeah so i mean yeah, we'll we'll see how that turns out. We'll keep you updated on. Uh, yeah, it seems like it seems like there's he's still pursuing it though. Like there has not been a final judgment rendered yet. Yeah, know. he hasn't he hasn't settled or uh, you yeah. know backed out yet. Anyway, even though the the judge had agreed with AMC, like he's still pursuing it. So we'll see what happens with that. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's all we pretty much have today. I mean, there's that other 
Friday the 13th case that we still haven't had uh, any updates recently. So when we get yeah, updates I'm just on that, really we'll... depressed, like talking or think, even thinking about that. Yeah, just because we're not getting any new fucking Jason Voorhees shit until that's settled. So <laughs> yeah, bro, like you know, we we should be up to like fucking Friday the 13th, like part. <sighs> At like, least part thirteen by now. Like, yeah. You know, like what was the next last numbered one? Was was, was it 10. Jason X? Was yeah. Jason X was the last numbered one, Jason, and then it, and then after number... that was Friday, uh, Freddy vs. Jason, and then the then the reboot, the Friday Thirteenth reboot, and that was the last one. Yeah, I mean, we really should be up to at least Friday the Thirteenth part. 13, 13 yeah. you know what i mean as a nice number to end down i mean i could do like it's just one of those like franchises where i the more is good more is better like you know what i mean like the more the merrier like yeah. i don't care i don't even care like how bad they are like i just want them to keep coming like well, hof- just- hopefully the uh friday the 13th one isn't uh eight years before we get another one hopefully they settle who, who owns you know, the rights it, to that it, it, sooner. it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it's going away anytime soon like like we don't haven't had really any updates like yeah i um, think the pandemic kind of seems- shut down a lot of that because i think it was supposed to go you know to trial last year and it got pushed yeah. back so i don't know if they're going to do it this year or next year i'll have to look more into that and we'll get back to you but uh yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we will see you. Well, not see you, but we'll uh, we'll be talking about this. Uh, we'll be talking about other things soon. Uh, check us out on the Facebook group at Fright Central, and uh, on our Apple Podcasts or maybe Spotify. I don't know. I, I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify, so I have no idea if we're on there. But uh, yeah, hit us up on uh, Facebook and our in our group, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Uh, thanks for joining me, Keck. Yeah, Doc, real confident ending there. Thank you. <laughs>